Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Roy Green isn't afraid to poke the bear. The bigger the bear, the bigger the poke. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Hello again to our friends and listeners in Manitoba. We're back on CJOB Radio in Winnipeg, great radio station, heritage radio station in Canada, and it's terrific to be back with you. Looking forward to your calls and your input. You remember, you send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. And go to RoyGreenShow.com for the website, and you can download anything that we've aired from the podcasts. Uh, share your thoughts on uh, my posts, and we'll just get everybody integrated. We have the whole family back together again, all the way from Toronto to Vancouver or Vancouver to Toronto, depending on where your geographical favoritism is. There's one thing we are in Canada. We're Canadians, but we sure love our provinces and our regions. There's a show in and of itself. It is time for our weekly segment we call Beauties and the Beast. So here are the beauties. Is that okay to say now? Yes. Darn right it is. (laughs) All right. Just checking. (laughs) Catherine Swift, formerly the CEO chair and president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, workingcanadians.ca is where you'll find Catherine now. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Roy. President and accounted for. Okay. Um, Linda Leatherdale, former money editor of the Toronto Sun, now vice president of Cambria, Canada, also independent business journalist at lindaleatherdale.com. Ms. Leatherdale. Hello, Roy. And number three on the program and number one in our hearts... Michelle Simpson, former Liberal MP. I'm only doing this because this is the way it lines up on the phones. Michelle Simpson, former Liberal MP, seatmate to Justin Trudeau. And at Michelle Simpson, who's where you'll find her on Twitter. And she was on the air with us earlier talking about sexual harassment and what political parties tell the women members of Parliament. Hi, Michelle. That still blows me away. Well... You know what? Even though I lived it, it still blows me away. Not just the fact that they tell you, prepare for this. It's going to happen. So play with your elbows up. But then if you become a victim of sexual harassment, you're told, keep it under the radar because we don't want it to go public because we don't want it to affect us in the next election. So you're told. no No place to go. You're told. Yeah. Be quiet. Yep. Catherine, what about gagging? What you hear that from? If you, when you hear that about Parliament, you're not unfamiliar with Parliament. Uh, when you hear that about Parliament, then you think about what the reality is in, in the business community. When we look at what's happened over the last week with uh, with Patrick Brown and Kent Hur, um, give us your share your thoughts. Oh boy! Well, 
it's everywhere. Uh, I, I think there's no question. I think the political world, given sort of the hothouse that that it is, um, and you know, wielding power or not wielding power, and so on. Maybe things are a bit more intense, but I mean, I can assure you as being in the world of business for virtually my entire career, um, it's very much there. I don't know that anyone is officially, women are officially sort of told, expect it, but I can tell you senior women, when I was a younger woman, and of course I, I guess, <laughs> passed on the favor such as it is later on, but you know, when I was younger, senior women would say, oh yeah, here we go, it's normal, but but the view was, you know, suck it up unless it's egregious, like just something criminal or outrageous, and and that's the, that's the price of admission. So you didn't get any assistance, yeah. you didn't get any backing, you didn't get any support from the women well, who worked in the same environment well, with you. Often then, the contrary. I'll never forget when I was working at TD Bank, as it so happened, as a senior economist way back in the day. I was in my early thirties. Um, I defended a probably mid-50s secretary, because I've always said this has, people think, oh, it's only young women that get harassed because they're the ones that are, you know, physically attractive and everything. But I found it was the people without power, the women without power that got (laughs) harassed. And this was a woman that was probably mid-50s or so, and a very senior guy was sexually harassing her. And she grew up, of course, she was much older than me, I guess, at that time. And, and she grew up in a different world. But when I defended her, she got annoyed at me. <laughs> really? I'll never forget that. Really? Why, why, was, that, why was that? I was, well, because I, I was taken off after the boss. And I won't even say who this boss was. Uh, he went on to be a politician. In any event. Um, <laughs> okay, I think I can. I can I, uh, let me do the work on that. Yeah. Uh, in any event, um, it, it, often, sadly, and again. But, but you know, it's, and this has come up, I think, in uh, virtually every case of this. Women in general, and even victims in general, don't, there's such a strong incentive to not upset the status quo, the, you know, the reigning bosses, whoever they may be, because they all have power. And this, of course, is the very issue, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody has power over you, even though they do something disgraceful. Uh, A lot of people just either, you know, suck it up or quiet or whatever. Okay. Uh, And and that's sort of the genesis of this. Do you know, a few weeks ago we were talking about this this whole issue. And I remember Linda saying, it was not long ago, that Linda was approached. And what, what happened, Linda? The, the old broad in the crew. <laughs> I can't believe it happened. And, you know, as, as Catherine said, women without power. Well, I think I have a little bit, but this guy was relentless. And when I turned down his offerings, which were very aggressive, Roy, he said, you should be count yourself lucky you're old. I'm coming on to you. Oh. And I was like, what? Oh. Are you kidding me? Oh. <laughs> but I you know what? It, I want to address not this a, That's thing. not an this experience is... that I have been unfamiliar with and have not heard about from other women of our vintage. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget when I was working at CFIB, one of my colleagues, and she was a lovely lady and an attractive lady, but yeah, she wasn't a spring chicken, my age-ish. And, and somebody said to her, in fact, we made it a big joke, Somebody said to her, not bad for an old broad. <laughs> we, we made it a joke from there. Well, on. hey, we that's all of that, okay. right, beauty? <laughs> okay, now, Michelle, was there anything that, that, that we left out in our, in our conversation of earlier and anything you want to add and share with our, with our listeners? Because right now, we're, we're talking about 
the body of national government in Canada. We're talking about our parliament. We're talking about elected members of parliament who are women, who are told, expect it, keep your elbows up and your mouth shut. Yeah, and they're also, I said, they're also told that relationship failures, marriage failures, run rampant because, you know, people are separated. And I told you that I thought a lot of it had to do with alcohol. So I stayed away from a lot of the, you know, the circuit events after work. I I, I would just go home because my constituents had nothing to gain by me going to freebie cocktail parties. Mm Um, just, just, a, just, just, just a question, um, because I'm going to be speaking with uh, a woman tomorrow who was on Parliament Hill for, I think, 15 or more years. She started when she was very young, and yeah. she encountered all of this as well. And so what, what I want to ask her and what several people have emailed to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com was, are women accepting, too frequently accepting, of advances by men, thereby encouraging the men and creating more difficulty for women who don't want to be her, don't want to be sexually approached. Oh, gosh. I think that's, there's, there's, that's a fair comment. Yeah, but this has so many gray areas. What drives me crazy about this? The, the Patrick Brown thing is, in, yeah. and again, we don't even know the truth, and that is number one problem here, yeah. is that we don't know the truth, and the people that complained are anonymous, which is absurd in my... Somebody's mm-hmm. life's been ruined by anonymous complaints that no charges are laid. Anyway, but to me, there are so many gray areas here. Well, I, I think back when I was in my late teens, I went out with guys that were 10 years older than me. This was not abnormal in, in our in among my friends as well uh, people would come on to you and you'd say and sometimes a little aggressively and and stuff and then you'd say no and 99 percent of the time they would go away you know there's so many gray areas I just find it really tough to come down with these categorical you know opinions on this issue. no 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 what's what's happening is I think I, I, I what I'm seeing is people are asking questions and they're asking questions based on what they're being told what they're learning and and maybe they're what they're experiencing as well and I think as long as we're asking questions it's a good thing because then you start talking more about it and sometimes I've found over the years the more yeah. outlandish questions are the ones that provide you with a really interesting perspective later but, on but Roy can I add something I yeah. mean I want to not me Hashtag not me campaign. That's a friend of mine said this. We were discussing this last night. Women who have all been assaulted over the years. But now it's like poor men are being lynched. This is like the new witch hunt. And well, we, the people are being found guilty far. before it goes before a court of law. And I'm now I'm getting, I'm getting rubbed the wrong way now here. This is just going. I, I open up the paper. There's three stories of sexual harassment side by side. RCMP, Ottawa, now Patrick Brown. It's, it's like there's and a, a TV reporter, Paul Bliss, just today I see in the yeah, press. Yeah. It is. It's literally one a day brand, if not more. Well, we've also got Kent Hur, the Liberal oh, MP and Cabinet yeah. Minister. And, and he had he was there long before the harassment. He was telling you know people that were victims of uh, 
you know, terrible health issues that everybody's got a slob story. I mean, yeah. you know, this guy, this guy's got a long track record, and finally this was the one that did him in. Okay, I have to take a break. Michelle, do, do you want to say one last, uh, make one last comment about this, or shall we move on? No, um, I just want to say I do disagree, ladies. Um, it isn't a witch hunt. I, I really think people are coming forward because they're not afraid anymore. I don't disagree with that, Michelle. But on the other hand, it can it can go too far in the other direction. Yeah. And again, yeah. the truth will say the Patrick Brown thing, for example. The truth will about, well maybe come out. Frankly, I wonder if it ever will. To be honest, yeah, okay, yeah, I have to take the problem. I, I have that's to take a break. The problem, the facts. Beauties have to take a break, and then we will come back and we'll get at NAFTA, and we'll get at Davos. From what I understand, I forget where I read this. I think it was maybe. Uh, might have been John Iverson. Um, it cost eighty-five grand to be at Davos uh, for the uh, World Economic Conference. Eighty-five thousand dollars. And Justin Trudeau is talking to them about. Well, you don't really want to live in gated communities, do you? And have the other people live outside the gated communities? Eighty-five thousand dollars to attend, Mr. Prime Minister. What do you think? And where do you live? We'll come back. Don't let his bark fool you. Roy has a softer side, too. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Back with Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, Beauties, and the Beast. All right, NAFTA and Davos. So Mr. Trump was at Davos. Mr. Trudeau at Davos. Mr. Trudeau said he didn't request a meeting with Mr. Trump because he wanted to have give other leaders an opportunity to speak with the American president. Meanwhile, NAFTA is hanging on the ropes and I would have thought our prime minister would have done anything and everything to have a private meeting with the American president over NAFTA. What, what, I, what did I fail to understand here? Anybody. Well, you're right. I, I, he should have been meeting with this. This is an important issue. And let's go back. If I'm not reading this correctly, the prime minister's last trip to this Davos in 2016 cost us taxpayers 855000 $379. That's a lot of money to go there and then not go and meet with Trump over such an important issue as NAFTA. Um, so, you know, is this just glad handling and, 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 and PR and, and, and uh, media ops? Or, come on, let's get down to the brass tacks of this. This is a huge issue. You know, though, it's, you know what? It's stupid. It was a stupid move because this is so important, NAFTA. And we should not miss an opportunity. Oh, well, I didn't want to, you know, take someone else's spot. Let them fight for themselves. We should have been pushing for a meeting uh, because we're in negotiations right now, and they're getting tougher, not easier. 
Catherine, what do you make of the the prime minister saying, "Well, he didn't want to take. I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to hog his time." That, that, well, that's a very odd response. But I'm actually going to differ from my fellow beauties here, um, it, it, at least to, to the extent that Davos is a big, rich party for rich people, um, and. Uh, if I were Trudeau, um, I would think there would be way better times to go and approach Trump or his, you know, uh, underlings or whatever on the issue of NAFTA. A lot of stuff that happens at the Davoses of this world happen for 15 minutes. They're often photo ops. They're not substantive policy meetings or anything like that. So, again, I think totally agreed that Trump, or sorry, Trudeau should be talking to Trump, et cetera. But the, the hanging it on Davos, frankly, I don't really see it because that, that's a big, rich bun fest. And, and by the way, Roy, that number you cited before the break about the cost, mm-hmm. that was only the base cost. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to, there are all kinds of levels. If you want to go to more high level br- briefings, you pay another 50 grand. I don't know the exact numbers, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can end up paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. And if corporate people want to do that, well, I guess that's their funeral. But for politicians and all their hangers-on, because there was a bunch of liberal hangers-on, of course, there as well, to do that on our dime as taxpayers, that, to me, is the real problem. Well, Mr. Morneau was there as well. <laughs> oh, of course, Morneau. Um, who else was there? Monsef was there, the, the, one of the biggest incompetents in, yeah. in terms of my experience yeah. uh, in the liberal cabinet. And so on. So there, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, a lot of taxpayer. I, I just see that when you w- when you have when you're there with the president of the United States, and we're in a critical situation with NAFTA, and you say I didn't want to meet with him because I didn't want to take somebody else's place. Yeah. Saying like, that is yeah yeah like yeah. what Saying are you talking dumb. about again? Again, so uh, is in the minute or so we have left. How close is NAFTA to being buried, do you think? I, well, Roy, I, we just read that 10 senior U.S. congressional leaders came to Canada to talk about this. They realize it's important. So I don't know. I'd love the beauty's opinion. I mean, is this thing going to go dead or what? Well, Trump Michelle? So well, I don't know if it's going to go dead, but it's going to be gutted, and it's not going to be good for us. Will we end yeah, up with a Will we end up with a bilateral agreement with the United States again? Huh. Well, the good news is, though. Again, I'm trying to be nice today. I don't know what the heck's wrong. Yeah, with what's me. wrong with you? I, I, my brain is active. <laughs> babysitting my granddaughter. All my day, so my goodness. brain turned to mush. But um, I actually, but the fact that we signed on to the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the TPP. Yeah. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good news. Yeah. Yeah. We were going to talk so about that, but say that. Beauties. That's it. Another Saturday. That was good. It was a good session. Good segment. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. Absolutely. Thanks, Roy. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, the Beauties and the Beast. We're back after this.